Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We're currently looking at one of Shawnee Felton's books titled, The Surprising Secrets of Highly Happy Marriages. We begin today looking at another of what Shanti says are the secrets of highly happy marriages. This one is that highly happy marriages believe the best. They assume that their spouse cares deeply about them. In the seminars I lead, we spend the last session talking about what happens when what we expect doesn't match what we experience. What do we do then? Most of us just react and blame our response on the circumstances or our spouse. The reality is that when what we expect doesn't match what we experience, we actually have a choice every time. And the choice is to assume the worst or believe the best. And it's always our choice. In her research, Shanti explored what happens when one spouse hurts or disappoints the other. She found a truly stunning difference between the happiest couples and everyone else. She found that in struggling or even mostly happy marriages, hurt spouses routinely, but subconsciously, assumed that the offending party didn't really care about them. The unseen internal assumption was something like this. He knew how that would make me feel, and he did it anyway. In other words... Although they may not have consciously thought about it in this way, they were assuming their spouse intended to hurt them. They were, in fact, assuming the worst of their spouse's intentions. Not so in highly happy marriages. Even when hurting spouses couldn't completely explain what had happened, they resolutely assumed that their mates cared about them and had no intention of hurting them to begin with. The internal assumption of these yes spouses was something like, he must not have known how that would make me feel or he wouldn't have done it. This assumption didn't remove the painful feelings. They still experienced the pain and sometimes quite intensely. But they refused to believe the pain was intended. This made it easier to let the pain go rather than hold on to it. In other words, They forced themselves to not believe the worst motivation and to believe the best instead. The surprising secret was that when highly happy spouses are legitimately hurt, they refuse to believe that their mate intended to hurt them, and they look for the most generous explanation instead. In fact, Shanti says that this is almost a prerequisite for a highly happy marriage, and it is difficult to be happily married without it. Now, if you are being regularly hurt by your spouse in some way, you may have trouble grasping why any reasonably smart person would make such a foolish, wimpy, and possibly even dangerous assumption. What do you mean he didn't plan to hurt me? Look what he did. Look how it made me feel. Shanti found in these circumstances, which exist even in the most fulfilling relationships, happy couples have learned to see things differently. She comes to this position from the results of two of her survey questions. First, all of her survey results over the last 10 years have confirmed that most married individuals deeply care about their spouses. Even if they don't always know how to show it, even if they are angry or upset at that moment, and even in the most struggling marriages, they sincerely care about the person they married. 
In her research among highly happy and mostly happy spouses, that fact is almost unanimous. Even among the most struggling couples, 97% said they cared about their mates, with 8 in 10 saying, yes, absolutely. In fact, out of the 1,261 people officially surveyed, only 9 people said, not really. Not 9%, 9 people. The overwhelming evidence from Shanti and Jeff's research is that your spouse cares about you, that they sincerely want the best for the other, even during painful times. The second question was, is the following statement true or false? Even in the middle of a painful argument, I know that my spouse is fully for me and deeply cares about me. Where the first question revealed the across-the-board truth that spouses do care for their mates, the second question results show that there are some mostly happy and a lot of struggling spouses who don't think their mates feel the same way. Remember, even in struggling relationships, 97% of spouses said they cared about their mates. But more than 4 in 10 believe their spouses don't care about them. Of course, sadly, there are some people who are truly spiteful, self-centered, and hurtful. Some marriages have deteriorated to one unkind exchange after another. Some spouses should not be trusted to come through. Some of us have seen these marriages. Maybe some of you are even in them. But statistically, these marriages are rare. And again, what Shanti's numbers reveal is how dramatically high the proportion is of spouses who truly care. For the vast majority of couples, if all of those numbers are accurate, there is only one possible conclusion. Nearly every wife or husband who thinks my spouse doesn't care is flat wrong. Their unhappiness is caused by a belief that simply isn't true. When you think about it, it seems odd that Shanti and Jeff even needed to ask partners in a marriage to believe that their spouses care. After all, who gets married assuming that the other person doesn't care? But in the day-to-day -day stresses and strains of doing life together, it's easy to lose sight of that fact. More destructively, we start believing the opposite. We start gauging the reality of how the other person feels about us or what that person intended by how we feel in the moment. Do we feel hurt? Well then, clearly in the intention was to hurt us. Or at the bare minimum, the other person just doesn't care enough about us and what we need right now. A great example of the reason for the mutual understanding approach. Shanti says that that line of thinking, as understandable as it may be, is stealing happiness from millions of marriages. She quotes one happy wife. The most important factor for a happy marriage is believing that you married a well-intentioned person. It's weird how easily that can go away if you're not careful. We're taught in school and in society to analyze and challenge and have this adversarial mindset. We forget we are married to these well-intentioned people. One long-time family lawyer regretfully told Shanti, So many divorces could be prevented if people would assume that their spouses had goodwill instead of presuming that they didn't. Shanti says one of her all-time favorite academic studies is titled The Power of Good Intentions. It was done by an assistant professor now at the University of North Carolina. 
In this study, subjects were given identical electric shocks, but they were told very different things about the partner who was shocking them. Some people were told their partners were being helpful and were shocking them to help them win money. Another group thought they were being shocked accidentally without their partners realizing it. The third group thought their partners were shocking them on purpose for no good reason. Consistently, people who thought the shocks were coming from someone who was trying to be helpful, in other words, those who had good intentions, actually felt less pain than those who thought the shocks were accidental or malicious. Remember, the shocks were identical in intensity, but assuming that their partners had good intentions rather than bad ones actually changed the level of perceived pain for participants. And according to Shanti, it works the same way in marriage. When it comes to our perception of our spouse's intentions, we really only have two options. We either believe our spouse wants the best for us and we act like it, or we don't. Shanti relays an experience that highlights this. She says, The either-or nature of this pattern reminds me of a drive I took through the Rockies years ago. My trip started in a beautiful but rather stark area of high desert marked by scrubby brushes and a scattering of pines. Then the highway entered a tunnel in the side of a mountain. Emerging on the other side, I was greeted by one of the most brilliant valleys I've ever seen. Towering aspen, grassy meadows, brilliant flowers, and rushing creeks. What a breathtaking vista greeted my eyes. She continues, The mountains encircling the valley, I later learned, trap moisture from the air currents that passed over the high desert and turned this hidden place lush and inviting. It strikes me that in marriage, we are either experiencing one environment or the other, depending on which side of the mountain we are on. And there's only one way to get into that lush and beautiful valley, to have that abundant yes marriage we all desire. You have to go through a very specific tunnel. You have to believe the best of your spouse, even in the darkness. Either we try to believe the best of our spouse when we are hurt, or we allow others to believe the worst sometimes, which keeps us from ever entering that lush valley where we so want to be. Now, the sparse side, the side that sometimes doubts the best, can still be beautiful in spots, but it's simply not ideal. It's marked by negative assumptions about our spouse's intentions and feelings. If you're a wife, you might doubt, either subconsciously or consciously, that your spouse really cares about you completely all the time. For example, you worry that he's working so many hours because he cares about work more than about you and the kids. Or you assume that if he feels the pull of internet pornography, it's because he's not satisfied with you. For the husband, those negative assumptions might reveal themselves when she points out, once again, that your efforts to fix something didn't work and you conclude that nothing you do will ever be good enough for her. Or maybe when she's contradicting you in front of the kids, you assume she has absolutely no respect for your judgment as a father, and thus that it's best to let her do what she wants to do, since she obviously doesn't care about your opinion anyway. So if we've fallen into that trap, have forgotten we are married to well-intentioned people, and are on the desert side of the mountain, how can we get back the assumption of goodwill that makes all the difference? Well, we'll continue this discussion next week. 
Thanks for being with us today. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.